It is Monday, April 12th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our 27th Quick Hit Pod in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report Series. I'm a little tongue-tied. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. We're going with a doubleheader today. We got Hunter Long following Amon Ross St. Brown. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can find 33 rookie scouting reports on DraftSharks.com. All of those are free for you to read, and they will keep coming right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts right here on our Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds. Today, our focus is on tight end Hunter Long. He was an all-state performer on both offense and defense in high school. Then he hit college as just a three-star recruit, actually two-star by some services. Um, Hunter Long chose Boston College among just seven offers, all of those from schools in the Northeast, which... Not exactly a hotbed for college football. So schools like UMass, uh, UConn. He took a red shirt his true freshman season at Boston College, then caught just four passes in his first season of action. Long then broke out as a 20-year-old in 2019, catching 28 passes for a team-high 509 yards. That was in a run-heavy A.J. Dillon-driven offense for the Eagles. The numbers picked up last year for Hunter Long. With Dylan gone, they were throwing the ball a little bit more. He caught a team-high 57 passes for a team-high 685 yards, scored five touchdowns, was first-team All-ACC, was second-team AP All-American, was one of eight semifinalists for the Mackey Award, nation's top tight end. Did not make the finalists in that category, though. Led this tight end class in 2020 reception market share, but trailed the other top tight ends in market share of touchdowns. Over his two seasons as a starter, Hunter Long snagged just 16.3% of Boston College's total TD throws. Yeah, a nice college career, nothing special. Um, he did fare well in PFF receiving grade last year, 11th among 129 qualifying tight ends. Uh, I was actually a, a few spots ahead of Pat Fryermuth and Brevin Jordan, who I think we're basically comparing Hunter Long to at this point if you're looking for tight ends in this class behind Kyle Pitts, who's the clear number one. Long trailed Jordan and Fryermuth in yards per out run, but still ranked 22nd among those 129 qualifying tight ends. So it was a, it was a solid uh, 2020 season for him. Yes. If you are looking for flash, you should look somewhere else. If you're looking for a solid tight end, um, this could be your guy. I, I basically thought Hunter Long was a mm-hmm. less talented version of what Pat Fryermuth is. Um, yep. the, the time speed for Hunter Long at his pro day was reportedly a pleasant surprise, according to his coach. Um, it was reported anywhere from 4.63 to 4.76 if you add the, the uh, pro day adjustment to bring it down. Um, the other athletic testing, unspectacular. Mm-hmm. I think all of that combined is what the tape says with him. I don't, he moves fine for a tight end. He's not going to wow you in terms of the athleticism. He runs fine for a tight end, but I don't watch him and think, Oh, that's a fast tight end. Really. There's nothing about his game that wows me. I think the hands for Hunter long look reliable, especially going down for low catches. I saw him do that several times across uh, multiple games, but he's also not huge on fighting for the ball. From what I saw, he can make catches in contested situations, but he can also be contained by guys in coverage. Yeah, a lot of I think you know what you what you or PFF cons- would consider contested situation for him is just like you know he when when he's in tight coverage they're not like you know the classic 50-50 jump balls you think of sometimes but he is comfortable and capable of making plays with defenders near him. He's going to have to do that at the NFL level because as you mentioned he's not an elite athlete, not going to create big separation. But you know again he he did it in college. He has NFL size. Um, I think he's going to be good enough as an NFL blocker to, you know, stay on the field. I mean, he, he, 
he might though be a guy who's you know more valuable to his NFL team than he is in fantasy because of that blocking ability. I, you know, I, I just I don't see him being a difference maker in an NFL passing game. But I also think that he needs to add strength and probably refine his technique and blocking as well. I mean, he was an active blocker. He was active in the run game and pass game as a blocker, not scared to face off of anybody, but also could be driven back at times and is going to need some work there. So I'm not sure that a team's going to trust him right away as a blocker. You know, we mentioned before, we don't get any fantasy points for blocking, so we don't really want him to block a lot. But if you're brand new and you're not a flashy, exciting receiver, then being able to block some, being able to block well will help you get on the field early. It was one thing that helped Jason Witten get on the field early in his career. Before we get to that, though, there's there's definitely receiving upside. I don't want to sound too down on Hunter Long. I watched the Duke game cut up, and he looked like a potential force in that game. I mean, he was probably playing against <laughs> inferior talent, but he looked good in that game. I watched the North Carolina game, on the other hand, and it was like, oh, there's a guy that they can stop when they want to in coverage. At the same time, they also seem to be paying him a lot of attention in coverage. So it looked like they were concerned about Hunter Long in the passing game. And they did interfere with him multiple times in that game. And, and he was, you know, a big part, you know, a featured part of Boston College's passing. Now it's Boston College. He's not competing with, you know, stacked, a stacked wide receiver. My, you know, PFF mentioned that he had 17 targets in one of his games. So, you know, he, BC obviously liked him and wanted to get him involved in the passing. Game. Yeah, I'm with you. He's not, he's not a nothing. You know, at the next level, he, he could be a guy who we're caring about in fantasy. I just, I just, you know, I don't see a top five or even like a top eight season likely in his future. And, and again, that's kind of, if I'm going to spend a rookie pick on a tight end, that's gets, I kind of want someone who I think could get to that level of production. Right. It's tough for me to imagine Hunter Long climbing higher than round four in a typical rookie draft dynasty league for me. Brevin Jordan's faster, but he's also smaller. Hunter Long yeah. actually checks in at the elite level in relative athletic score, beating Brevin Jordan in that area, probably primarily because he's bigger. He he profiles very similarly to Jason Witten as an NFL prospect. Player profiler actually has Jason Witten as his best comparable. And I mean, from, from this standpoint, it's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Jason Witten was awesome in the NFL forever. But heading into the NFL, Jason Witten was a third round guy who had questions about his blocking, not overly athletic, but a solid pass catching tight end he blocked well from early on despite arriving with those questions and that helped him stay on the field and then Witten fell into huge volume so I mean if Hunter Long happens to fall into huge volume then yeah he could produce I don't think he's going to find 120 plus targets a year like Jason Witten did in Dallas though I set kind of the upside for like maybe he could be this at Chris Cooley who used to play for Washington you know when opportunity came his way he was pretty good he wasn't awesome he had like 60 to 65 percent catch rates was decently productive was decently athletic i think that's what hunter long could be yeah cool is a good comp i mean you know if we were doing this 20 years ago when you know when witten came into the league i'm sure we wouldn't have been excited about him yeah. as a prospect either he's, he's kind of an outlier i think i think you mentioned i think i do think pat fryermuth is basically a better looking version of hunter long so i prefer fryermuth you know heading into the draft i, I even prefer brevin jordan i just think long could be a better nfl player i just think jordan what he is, his skill set, he has a better chance to be a more productive fantasy tight end. Yeah, and I think between those two, it's probably going to come down to landing spot, determining which one I prefer. And neither one is a guy that I'm going to go arm wrestling for. Definitely not. <laughs> Head over to DraftSharks.com, read my full scouting report on Hunter Long. While you're there, you can check out all the other 32 prospect scouting reports that are posted on DraftSharks.com as well. Check back for a new one pretty much every day up until the NFL draft. As I mentioned, 
All those scouting reports are free to read. You should lock in your DS Insider access, though. That way you can see where all these rookies sit in our dynasty rankings, where they land in our rookie draft, or our rookie rankings, I mean. See where they sit in our 2021 redraft projections and use our MVP draft board to help you draft in whatever format you're trying to play right now. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smol and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.